You're listening to Stir Crazy with Steve Jenkins. Conversations with creatives during the quarantine. Hey folks, welcome to Stir Crazy with Steve Jenkins. I am Steve Jenkins. Well, it's almost the end of June. (laughs) Can't believe that we're almost halfway through 2020. And uh, if the first half is any indication of what's to come, uh, I am staying the fuck inside. No, I'm just kidding. But I hope everybody's being safe taking the necessary precautions please wear a mask folks don't turn this into i'm tough so i'm not gonna wear one just wear the fucking mask all right um it's the easiest thing you can do there really hasn't been any rise or uptick in cases that were related to people that were protesting basically the reason why that is is everyone had a mask on I'll tell you where the uptick is coming from. It's coming from people going to bars and places with lots of folks who aren't wearing masks that somehow think this thing is not real or it's a hoax. And I'm telling you, it's bad news. I don't like telling people what to do, but I will say this. Everyone wants COVID-19 to be finished, but it's not done. So you got to be careful. That's all. Anyway, uh, let's talk about who I have today on the show. Today, I am talking to my good buddy, Evan Marion, who's one hell of an electric bass player. You might know Evan from his duo that he has with amazing musician, drummer, multi-instrumentalist, Dana Hawkins. Dana's also pretty scary on bass. Then, Evan also works with Elliot Moss, and he also plays with people like Wayne Krantz. He also was the last bass player to work with Alan Holdsworth before his unfortunate passing in 2017. One thing I wanted to say about this particular episode is that it was recorded on 420, and uh, I might have been a little bit stoned. I think Evan said he was drinking a beer. He might have had two beers. I don't know. But don't judge us. You know, it's a global pandemic, for God's sakes. We're just trying to have a conversation. These are uncertain times. And why shouldn't two friends, you know, get stoned and have a couple drinks while we're having a chat? In any case, here's how that chat went. Hope you dig it. I'm happy to say that only one time that I forget to hit record, but I caught it like <laughs> 10 minutes in. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing like, just like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, and it's weird because you can't really uh, recreate something I think like having a conversation like this is like free jazz. Like you can't just be like, wait, what was that thing you did? Do that again. <laughs> so you, you said hi, right? In the first right. 10 seconds. Hey man. Like, exactly. Um, it's like I was going to ask. Melody again. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of that, do you know who wrote the theme from Skype? Like, do you think that like that little jam that happens like when you hit send? Uh, like oh, that- when you dial or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, who who wrote that shit, dude? Was that like was that someone like awesome famous? Like was that Aphex Twin or, or? <laughs> maybe it was maybe it was I feel like I want to say Brian Eno, but it's probably not. It's not very Eno esque because Eno is like very like ambient and stuff, and it's like isn't it like you know? It's like right. all like happy and uh, well, no, you know what? It's got that four on the floor things like like. 
<laughs> oh, that—that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's. It, I was thinking. I was thinking of the iPhone ring. Yeah. Do do do. Do do do. Oh boy, it's probably. Let me think here. Do do do. Do, do, do. Hmm. Ooh, oh, dude, nice, nice touch. Nice touch. They should nice have a dog. Touch. They should have a dog think... uh, doing doing that kind of thing. You know, it'd be less square. Yeah, you know, just every once in a while. Uh, I was chilling in the uh, the backyard there, and um, uh, so um, yeah, I'm in I'm in Denver. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So you're in Denver, and uh, how long have you been there? Like, you guys just decided, like, fuck it, getting out of New York. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, so Danielle, Danielle and I were on tour in February with with Elliot Moss, and then when that tour ended, I went back to New York. But then she went right to like a, she went to a, another Irish tour, and uh, the the tour was kind of still kind of like you know as things were kind of getting progressively weirder and worse in the United States, their tour just kind of like kept on trucking, mm-hmm. and then it finally canceled. I think somewhere in Texas. And so Danielle was like, man, I'm just going to go stay with my brother in Denver and you should fly out. And I was like, at first I was a little hesitant. I was like, well, maybe I could like stay in my room and like get a bunch of work done and stuff like that. And then after a couple days of like being stuck in my room, <laughs> I, I realized that I just needed it. I was like, Oh, I'm going to go crazy in here unless I, unless I, I, I get out. So I, I just p- kind of packed up my essentials and flew to Denver, uh, like March 16th or something. Okay. And then I've been here ever since. And I just have like the bare, like the, the bare essentials. It's like laptop, uh, webcam <laughs> base, uh, <laughs> tiny practice amp. I got one of those like la- uh, uh, what is it? Black star. Um, Oh, right. Like the yeah. little, like the little, like I saw Javier from animals as leaders using one on, on tour last year. And I was like, Oh my God, do they make a bass version? And they do. And you know, it's like a three inch speaker. So you can imagine how loud I can kind of take the bass through it <laughs> without right. it like completely fart farting out. And, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so then I, I've been here, we've been here since March 16th at her, at her brother's house. And you know, just making the most of it. Uh, I actually just cracked open a beer right now, and it's one thirty. So, uh, hey man, that's that's cool. <laughs> it's been fun, man. I don't know. Like, it's a, it's important um, to note that today's four twenty, and I I might have had an edible or two at this point, so I'm <laughs> I'm feeling good. I can't say that good. that's yeah, dude. I mean, I can't say it's too different from any other day that's not four twenty um, <laughs> to a certain extent. But but yeah, I'm 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 very grateful to live in a state. That uh, that is deemed, you know, dispensaries as like essential, um, yeah. essential services, dude. You know, um, are you stocked up? Have you have you been yeah. more than once, or yeah. just like kind of went with the big haul? You know, like going and just like just buying a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I, I saw the writing on the wall, man. So I I planned accordingly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you like I mean, when when did things start kind of getting? like weird for you in in los angeles or or like when did los angeles kind of start cracking down on on stuff well okay so here's what was happening as that whole thing was going on like when because because i think honestly by mid-february i had the sense that this shit's gonna come over here 
and it's gonna <laughs> like it's gonna be a thing <clears throat> and people yeah. are gonna people are gonna like we're not prepared but it's also gonna be like a weird thing with gigs like i i just kind of knew that like and, and I'm not not because like I'm somehow keyed into like doom and gloom. It's it wasn't that. It was more just like <laughs> just like kind of seeing what was happening in other countries and stuff. And and yeah. like at this point, um, you know, at this point, you couldn't go into a grocery store and find hand sanitizer, but you could still get toilet paper. And it wasn't like <laughs> that level. That level of panic hadn't really hit people. But um, hmm. I, I had a, I had like a weird freak out moment where it's like I couldn't find hand sanitizer. But then it was like, you know, like I should probably have a thermometer just to make sure, like, you know, if I start getting symptoms or whatever, like, yeah, cause, sure. Because cause what better thing to do than to drive yourself nuts, <laughs> to drive yourself insane <laughs> while alone in your right. in your place? What but, better way than to figure out all the ways to worry? You know? Yeah, like let's <laughs> let's just take my temperature seven times a day, and that'll. <laughs> so, you know, uh, <laughs> I I was feeling the same way in New York a little bit, just because, um, I would be kind of like I, I think I mean I was mixing a lot, and I, I think I was just getting fatigued and kind of tired, but I would kind of feel like you know really tired, and I'm like, oh my god, is this. Am I fatigued when I'm not supposed to be fatigued? Oh no! Like, am I feeling tired? Like, oh my god! Like, I need to. And like, I was constantly like, um, just feeling my forehead. My right. hands, like, I was like running cold. You know, <laughs> if anything, it's like, I was just, I was, I was, I, I, I feel you, man. It was, it was not. Um, there's a lot of things to kind of, you know, worry about, <laughs> and it's, yeah. and it's, uh, uh, it's weird times for sure you know yeah like the first temperature i took when i opened the thing um oh by the way like so so like when it, they didn't have thermometers at target i decided to go like i went home and then i was like wait this is fucked up like why don't they have thermometers and then there, <laughs> they, there's a 24-hour uh cvs on ventura boulevard um mm. And uh, for those in L.A., in case anyone wants to know where that is, it's like Ventura and Laurel Canyon. So I went there at like 2 a.m. and they had a bunch of thermometers, so I bought one. And uh, <laughs> nice. I felt like I could sleep a little bit better knowing that <clears throat> now I have a way to endlessly make myself paranoid about coronavirus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the next, mor <laughs> the next morning I, I took – yeah. The next morning I took my temperature and it was uh, – 95 degrees and i'm like oh i'm fucking dead man like the <laughs> <laughs> well wait what's uh, like what's a normal what is a normal body temperature is it like 92 or something or like, like 97.9 um oh I think god yeah i was gonna say then you're just running you're under you're under what it's it, but it's like maybe this is like another symptom maybe this is a symptom that's not classified as like right. cold body temperature oh shit like I was thinking, well, maybe I'm a ghost. Like maybe this whole thing is just, you know, this is like one of those strange films where you, you don't find out till the end that like, oh man, you know. <laughs> oh my God, I've been dead the whole time. And this is, you know, the thought has uh, crossed my mind that we're in like some crazy, like this is like alternate reality or like nightmare-esque, you know, kind of shit that's kind of going on. And yeah. I always wonder, it's like if we finally like crossed over into some other like we we it spilled over you know this like <laughs> disease is spilled over from i don't know i'm thinking like a pacific rim scenario where it's like bubbling under the ocean and there's like a fissure or whatever right. and it's like and then like the disease pops out and it's like uh 
but no, it's 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 um it's weird, man. I mean, like New York was already getting. I mean, I'm I'm one to wear because uh, I because I travel so much. I'm one to wear a face mask um, pretty much anytime I travel. And I kind of didn't know <laughs> that if mm-hmm. you like the the culture here was like if you wear a face mask or if you're wearing a face mask, um, you're you're sick. You're implying that you're sick and you don't want to get other people sick. Yeah. But I never knew that. <laughs> I thought it was always. Um, I just didn't want to get sick just from other people. And it would explain so many Delta plane trips where um, I'm like sitting and like the stewardess comes by and like wipes down my monitor for me and stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow, what service, you know? <laughs> like, right. Like, woo, right. like, this is nice. Like, they like clean the monitors for you and they ask you to like, uh, you know, like if you want any like sanitary like like hand wipes and everything, I'm like, ooh, this is this is it's because they think I'm sick and they think that I'm like gonna get things dirty and stuff. And and even when I flew out here to Denver, I took a lift to to JFK and I had my face mask on and the the guy was kind of freaking out, but I thought he was just like he was you know he he handed me all these hand sanitizer bottles and wipes and all these things and. He was like, can you wipe down everything? I was like, oh, yeah, it's great to be safe, you know, awesome, man. Like, I'm, I'm all for this. No, he thought I was, like, sick. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God. And <laughs> and, and I, I didn't totally realize that until, like, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago when Trump was like, oh, we should all wear face masks in public or whatever. And I'm like, wait, well, I've, been, I've been doing that. Wait, what's the – Right. What? Like, oh, all right, well – explains a lot of stuff um but yeah we're in we're in denver and it's been pretty pretty chill here nice weather uh there was a snowstorm last week that was kind of pretty crazy and then today it's like 70 degrees so the the weather's pretty crazy here actually yeah um, here it's i hear nice you there. guys have, it's very nice so you guys have gotten a lot of rain right isn't april kind of like the rainy month in la yeah, we've been getting some rain. It's been overcast. Uh, and honestly, I've always been a fan of that weather, wh- whether it's been in L.A. or not, you know, because mm-hmm. L.A. is just so consistently beautiful um, year round. Yeah. And I, I think this is an unfortunate thing about L.A. is like I think in this whole thing, it's going to be really hard for people to want to stay in. And, and I'm already kind of seeing like where. Mm. You know, I mean, at the same time, California has been really good about flattening the curve so far. Like, yeah, it, it just seems like a lot of the pro- a lot of the projections haven't really been worst case scenario yet. And um, I guess that's good, and that's something we got to keep um, keep doing. But I, uh, you know, man, I'm also at the point too where I'm seeing people that don't take it seriously, and it's just sort of like it's a little bit maddening um, mm. because because by and large, even if you even if you like, I feel like I'm pretty responsible with like the stuff I've been doing, like with supply runs and groceries and stuff. And, but like mm-hmm. the, the, the bottom line is like inevitably people need to leave their apartments for like, just to preserve their mental health. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I go on walks. Actually, I saw Javier one night cause like he lives close by and oh, he was, really, yeah, he was working on something. So I like just, you know, we safely, we safely socially distanced and caught up for a minute. So, you oh, know, very cool. It was cool, man. But, um, 
Yeah, dude, it's just it's just fucking weird. I mean, but I don't mind wearing a mask. Like, I actually went into the bank the other day wearing a giant bandana, um, <laughs> that, and I had my shades on and my hat, and I oh and I God. looked all badass until I walked up and said, "Can I get two rolls of quarters for laundry?" <laughs> <laughs> two rolls of quarters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, you don't got you don't got quarters. I'm just well, like have quarter like a change jar. I I I, I like. I do. I, I you do, know. but but like because we haven't really been using cash, um, uh, that, that's mm-hmm. typically the way the way it stays replenished. That's that's how I replenish my supply. Like basically, you know, um, not because people want insight into how I live my life, but like when I come <laughs> <laughs> when I when I come home from like being out like you know uh, i do this thing where like i'll put my keys and my wallet in this little like tray and there's like all kinds of change and stuff and sometimes i put pics in there and just stuff that i'm afraid i'll forget so so it's just you know but ultimately i can root through there and there's always like a few uh a few loads of laundry worth of quarters but it's always fueled (laughs) by like using cash so like i haven't really been using cash yeah, me, me, me either. I, I, I've been kind of on. Sometimes I'm on autopilot with it, and I, I get, I, you know, at the grocery store, I'm, I'm just get some change back and everything. And what we've been doing is actually making our own, um, like hand wipes, like our own okay. sanitizer, like uh, our own sanitizer. Basically, it's basically it's just a plastic bag, and you throw some, uh, like. Well, well, we've actually, you know, have, have you been shopping at Whole Foods? You know, the little Purell wipes that they kind of give out. They're not really paper wipes, yeah. but they're like cloth-esque, you know. But so we've been taking those when they dry out and throwing them in a bag and then kind of um, mixing um, bleach and water together. And it's just a little bit of bleach because obviously if you have a lot of bleach, then your hands and everything are going to be pretty um, uh, corroded. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like super dried out, you know, and everything. So it's just like a splash of bleach and then mix it with water in like a, like a spray bottle. And we've been spraying that inside of a, a plastic bag on these cloths so that we kind of make our own uh, disinfectant wipes that way without having to, you know, eat into the, we have, I have two miniature bottles of hand sanitizer and Thankfully, I haven't used a lot of those, but, um, yeah. you know, man, it's weird times. Cause it's like, this is kind of stuff that I do. Uh, I mean, I, I hate getting sick on the road. I mean, I'm, everyone does, but like yeah, everyone does, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't know anybody who's like, Oh, what are you talking about? That's great to play a gig with a fever, you know, <laughs> like a hallucinate, you know, like some weird licks come out i'm sure or like you lose form like every yeah like well i mean i've i've have you ever played a gig where you were like super fucking sick you ever done that before i've done it once yeah and it was the worst it was just the worst thing in in the world and that's why i I, you know that's why i wear the mask when i travel anyway and did you play well sanitizer did you or was it did it affect your performance it was it 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 was uncomfortable that's that's i'm not sure if it really affected the performance so much as i i mean well it probably did just because you know music is you want to feel good when you're (laughs) playing music or at least be able to concentrate and uh that comes from a place of like you have to i think feel good like a mental headspace and boy no it was just uncomfortable you know i'm not not sure if i ever listened to that gig back it was on it was on a trip a couple years ago on tour with uh uh justin brown's band oh that's cool 
it was like I just caught something overnight, and like that night, I was like, it was it was weird. I mean, like I think there's a recording of it out there somewhere, and I think I played okay. I mean, nobody you should, else listen, you should listen to it, man. I, bet, I should probably I actually check it out and see what yeah. licks or like. <laughs> yeah, see see how it happened. <laughs> see how it happened. You know, I, see if, I had um, a, see if I kept yeah. form. Oh yeah. Dude, I, I had food poisoning once when I was on tour with Screaming Headless Torsos. Mm. And, um, and and like it hit me the hardest on like a day off. We were in Barcelona. And mm. um, we were there for, we had two gigs there. And so I was totally out for one day. Like just didn't feel good and was in the hotel room just laying low. Then the next day we had to play. And like my stomach was like, it just felt like. It, it was the worst feeling in the world, but I could I could yeah. play. I just was like, I got to sit down on a stool. Like I can't stand up. Like because like <laughs> I don't feel well. And and I wasn't totally sure that I was out of the woods yet. Um, and then to to add like extra pressure, it was like, oh, Gary Willis is coming to the gig tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's like great. Not only am I not feeling well, but one of my favorite bass players and big influences of all time is coming to this thing and honestly dude that was probably one of the best gigs of the entire tour because <laughs> i was, was i was so like scared of like vomiting or shitting my pants while i was playing <laughs> that i just didn't have time to worry about like am i gonna play something cool on this part or not you know like it just that's it was, true it, you it's, know? it's you, you don't worry about I mean, yeah, it's 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 bigger than the music. What what the worry is in the moment, so that if anything, it's like you're able to just possibly flow and be more free, you know, yeah. like in the music. Uh, I, I I I've um, played. I'm sure we've all been there, but I've played gigs where I'm really stressed out about just other stuff. Maybe even other gigs coming up and like prep for stuff, and like you still have to go play that that gig while all this other stuff is like mounting and boy it's like i end up playing better (laughs) being super like like almost distracted in a way it's like we're not even distracted but it's like uh i'm not worried about the gig that i'm about to play it's like i'm worried about you know like uh you know it's like uh we we um we have an airbnb at our apartment back in new york and like there was this one time i was playing um i was playing a new blue with justin brown's band and it was a it's like a thundercat uh after show after party like gig and they was gonna play it and uh the gig you know justin was like i think we'll start around 12 a.m you know and i was like oh okay you know that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty late but uh you know i get there around 11:45, but justin actually didn't get there until 1 <laughs> <laughs> along along with steven and like you know it was like a, a crew of of people and it was um and at right before uh we started playing like five or ten minutes before we i got a message from one of the guests that was like trying to check in at like you know the same time i'm trying to play this gig and they're like i can't get into the apartment uh the the the, the, the lockbox isn't opening and i'm like oh sh-. And i'm like oh shit and like i'm plugging in pedals and like writing them back and i'm like well what do you mean it's not opening like can you like what, what's going on <laughs> like, and all of a sudden the gig didn't matter anymore but i have to play the gig and i'm worried about this guy it was you know it's like february in new york so it's like this person's outside of the place and i'm like oh my you know I'm like i'm just so worried about that that i uh i mean i just the gig i was just like 
it, it's fo- it's funny how the focus, um, and yeah, just like you, you like it's like hyper focus, yeah. and like the gig, I was like, I I mean, like I could care less if I played good or bad on the gig, but it, the gig actually ended up going really really well. Um, also considering how late it started and everything, which is like those are I mean, tough. I go to, I, I, I go really to bed tough. at. I think the hardest gigs that I play are 55 bar gigs, just because. I mean, I I go to bed at like 10 p.m. <laughs> so like gigs in general are always like I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah. it's um, it's never been like almost my my lifestyle has not been this go out at night, play gigs, hang like it, it, it's I'm I'm a little bit more. Uh, introverted, I guess, unless it's, I don't know, unless it's a show that like, you know, I think me and you saw each other at New Blue, uh, checking, was it now versus now? I think that we were seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. That, that was just, uh, you know, that was a light hang, but at the same time, it's like when it hits, um, like 1130, it's like, all right, it's like, I need to, this is way past my bedtime and I need to, need to, uh, Usually I have to like move my car, you know, in the morning and wake up super early for that, for, for street cleaning and everything. And, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of, in, uh, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this time away from New York and, uh, time away from the routines of, of things that, uh, I was kind of stuck into in New York, you know? Yeah. Um, I, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I'm, I'm, I've been in, I've been enjoying this. Of course, it's like a crazy time in the world, and not not everyone is enjoying this. And there's also a lot of things to not enjoy <laughs> about sure. this whole thing. But um, it's it's kind of just I you know I think uh, I mean this has been said so many times, but uh, we you know we we have to be happy about we got we have to find what's really good about the situation. Um, like 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 uh, have you been working on music? during this time yeah i've been working on music um i've been doing this podcast which has been kind of fun um fun but also for me for selfish reasons uh, and i've said this before like it's just been nice to talk to people like and see what they're doing and um i think it's it's Mm -hmm. the kind of thing where it's good to know that that uh it's just good to hear what people are doing, man. And, and like, from a selfish reason, I get to talk to my friends and then for, <laughs> for another, for a community reason, I think people need to kind of hear what everyone's doing. And then from not, not, hopefully this doesn't sound pretentious, but dude, it's like, nobody's going to tell our story and all this shit, you know, no one's going to talk about like, what did musicians mm-hmm. do when like, <laughs> cor- when coronavirus decimated their business for the foreseeable future. Cause, cause I, yeah. I, I don't, you know, like I'm not, I'm not like an expert and I don't claim to be, but I really don't think things are going to come back that fast. I really think it's going to, yeah it's going to be a, we're, we're in this for a long time. And, and I, I hope, uh, I hope enough of it comes back, but, but I really think, you know, like I don't think music is going to go anywhere, but I think in terms right. of like gigs and stuff and festivals, it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very, it's, it's cause my, my general assessment of things like this, um, you know, and it, and it's weird. Cause like, I, I wouldn't be able to make a direct comparison to like what New York might've felt like after nine 11, but Mm -hmm. my feeling is like, 
I'm thinking about the most minute details when I'm just running into a grocery store that any other time <laughs> I just yeah. took it for granted, dude. You're like, yeah, I never yeah. thought about it, but now it's like, I just touched this box of cereal. Am I going <laughs> to die? <laughs> you know, I, uh, I totally, I totally know what you mean, man. It's like, I, I'm, uh, I mean, we have these wipes with us, you know, and like, uh, as uh-huh. soon as before we even get into the car, you know, it's like, we, we kind of wipe things down before we touch the door handles and every, I mean, it's, it's a, these are things that I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just such a weird situation to be in. I think, I honestly think musicians, I mean, I, I, it's affected our, our livelihood and our business and our, uh, the way we do things so much. And that's why we're all taking it so seriously <laughs> yep. because it, because it's affected it's, it's directly affected the entertainment industry. I mean, any, like we, you know, any large gathering kind of thing, I mean, that's, those are concerts. Those are li- and weddings. Those are, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we, we can't do any of that stuff anymore. So musician, I mean, we're, as soon as I started having things kind of pulled out from underneath me, that's when I realized I was like, Oh, this is serious. Yep. And I was like, this is, this is super serious. Uh, I mean, things were getting pulled left and right. And I just found out today that stuff and I was supposed to go to, to Europe with Tigran in July mm-hmm. and do the festival, you know, the whole European festival thing. And, uh, that's, I'm, I'm sure an official statement will come out soon, but none of that's happening now, you know, yeah. and that's July. So yeah. it's like, you know, um, it's going to be, it's going to be, um, yeah, so that's July. <laughs> and, right, <laughs> yeah. and so I, I have, um, I've been, uh, you know, I have my base here. I've been going back, you know, I've been trying to teach master classes and, and lessons and, and doing the usual thing that I, that I've uh, tried to always pretty much do, which is teach online and um, mm-hmm. make music and everything. But it's, um, it's, this is definitely going to be more than enough time than what I, I mean, originally like back in December, Dana and I recorded a new album and you know, I was like, man, next year is going to be so crazy with all the touring. I don't know when I'm going to finish this stuff. (laughs) I like said that to myself multiple (laughs) times, multiple times. I'm like, boy, I just, maybe I should have somebody else mix it in order to like have it come out because I'm going to, you know, like I need, I I don't have time. I can't sit in my studio and, and work on this. And it's so funny how like now there's like months wide open where I'm like, oh, I guess I have all the time to experiment and work on this and, yeah, you know, mess around with, um, you know, I've been trying to, uh, I mean, YouTube's been such a great reason. I'm, gl- I'm glad we kind of live in this era where YouTube is what it is right now because there's tons of reasons. I mean, there's it's a huge resource for uh, if you want to learn anything you know what i mean it's like i i mean i i always have like really weird eq and compression questions and if i look it up there's like five tutorial videos and you know I, there's i usually i i'm biased i go with the one that has the highest view count you know yeah <laughs> not not the dude that has like 2900 views and like two yeah. thumbs ups and he, and yet maybe his i mean i'll maybe click on it and i'll be like oh wow he's like getting to the point in like 50 seconds yeah, uh, I I love you know. YouTube for that reason, man. It's such a great resource. Do you ever have that thing though, where it's like you click on a video that has the answer you're looking for, and it's like a twelve year old kid that's like, <laughs> 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 uh, 
um it's it's definitely like or it's like just in another language and it has subtitles and i'm like oh no Uh i'm like i'm like okay i gotta read yeah all right fine and but yeah but it's occasionally like I'll, i'll click on a video and it's like 30 minutes long and I'll go to the comments and, the, and there's somebody in the comments usually who's like at 12 minutes, 54 seconds. That's the answer right there. And I'm like, thanks dude. I always thumbs up that comment. You know, those guys are heroes, dude. Those, those are, are those are the real heroes who like cut through all the bullshit and just like, yeah. you know what, that answer that you're looking for, the, the, the title of the video, that's at 12 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> oh. I'm like thanks right. man. I'm like, thumbs up, bro. The first 10 are like, if you like any of the gear in my video, I got a list of Amazon links in the, in the, you know, in the description. And oh boy, so much advertising, you know, I mean, I, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's something that I, I, I kind of sympathize for because I understand like, yeah, sponsor and like, yeah, I, I understand it, but boy, is it just like. It's like today we're going to talk about mid-side EQ, but first I want to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace, ten percent off using my code. And I'm like, dude, I already. Oh, I just don't care. Like, <laughs> I use Squarespace. And yeah, me I'm, too. I'm like, I've been. In fact, I've, I've been. I'd like to take this moment now to say that my podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I don't no, have. I don't we, have any sponsors yet, but but like I'm. You know, I'm working on that. I'm dude, if we could that. get if we could get Squarespace sponsorships, that would be dope because. I mean, why not, right? It's hard to get, like, tech endorsements, you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, a whole other, like, I always thought, like, the upper level of endorsements, it's, like, first tier is, like, yeah, the gear that we use, right? Mm -hmm. Like, amps, basses, strings, and things like that. Second tier is, like, food. Like, if you can get food endorsements, it's, like... Holy, holy shit, right? Yeah. But then, like, what top want- tier. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, before we go to the top tier, though, what, oh, yeah. what food endorsement would you be like? You know? Oh, you know, the essentials, like Nutter Butters and... <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking, like, like, it would be really, really amazing to have, like, cereal endorsement, maybe, like, eggs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be dope. I don't know. Or you could just, like... like- you know, it would be, be like good. Whole Foods, you know, you could yeah. just say Whole Foods endorsement. And then that just is like everything in the store. And that'd be like, my God, so much food. <laughs> Dude, I, I wouldn't mind like a coffee endorsement. And it would just be like right. like a partnership with like Stumptown or like Blue Bottle. And it would really just be like, yeah, I had nothing to do. I just like the packaging and my name's on it. You know, here you go. <laughs> Next level, man. Uh, right. That's that's and, and I mean that's that's what you know. Boy, that would be really dope right now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really great right now if we just had food endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, just just think of the possibilities, man. I mean, it's it's just. <laughs> It's it's just like when people are like, you know, what did you have for breakfast? It's more like, what didn't I have for breakfast? Because, you know. <laughs> all right. So I had, so, I had all the ahead. things. You know what? I've been um, I've been digging on Fruit Loops. <laughs> really? Shout out the shout out the Fruit Loops up there. <laughs> yeah. Big ups to Kellogg's right now for uh, <laughs> keeping it, keeping it 100 during these <laughs> <laughs> during oh, these during these wild and interesting times, that's the word. That's the shit I'm tired of, dude. Like it only took a month for people to to who say in these interesting times, like 
Please stop. Yeah, they're not yeah, interesting. It's fucked it's, up. It, God, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just a mess. Like, uh, every, everything's a mess and we don't know how to, how anything's going to work out. But so all we can kind of do is kind of focus on what's our own, you know, objectives. It's like, right. what, what, what are things that we've always wanted to do that we haven't had time to do maybe? Right, right. But what's and, the um, what's the top tier tech endorsement before we go into that? Like, what was the oh Squarespace for sure? Squarespace, for sure. yeah, Squarespace. Um, what about maybe? That- hmm, I don't know. That, that's that's like Squarespace comes to mind just because I maybe like um like I don't know Apple. That'd be dope. Right. You know? So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some Joe Rogan shit and look up something about Apple because. I want to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have an assistant, so I'm going to pull it up. But like, <laughs> I wonder if like, did you two make money off of Apple when they had that? Uh, oh, that song that appeared on the iPods or well, or whatever. Well, the first thing they had like that commercial for uh, where he counts the four, and then he says something weird for four. Uh, then they had that like the red and black iPod. Um, yes, I remember that. Oh my god. Well, how long ago was that? That was um. Like iPod Minis, right, or the Nanos, or or yeah, it was. Boy, that was. You know, I've I've been guilty of looking up on YouTube, um, like Steve Jobs, like unveiling stuff, <laughs> on YouTube, like oh really, <laughs> like like big compilations <laughs> of him unveiling every product. Like that's what's that's what's weird about YouTube. Like people have now just like macroed everything, and it's like. There's just like for an hour you can sit there and watch Steve Jobs from 2004 like unveil every iPhone or every iPod and it's brilliant. <laughs> it's just it's it's just like oh it's just so entertaining for some reason. I don't, I don't know you, why I'm I'm wasting a lot of time basically in quarantine. <laughs> dude, that's great. Did you? All right, so I can't I haven't been able to like discern if you two made any money. So like because they had they had that song Vertigo. And that was oh, the and that yeah. was the first that was the first time Apple and you two partnered up together. There was another commercial. I don't. This is going way back, dude. Like the Polyphonic Spree did something with <sighs> Apple because because for a while Apple and Apple was like such a tastemaker that any kind of band that had like a thing with Apple like in their commercials like I don't know mm-hmm. if those bands ever got paid or if it was just. Mm, like the ultimate right. exposure, you know, and so I don't. I, I think I know you two had a deal when they had that songs of innocence thing that kind of ended up on everyone's phone and stuff. But um, it was I it think, was on my phone, right? And I oh, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I there missed was that. the key. I missed the keynote, so I just opened my phone one day, or or I got into my like uh like into Danielle's car and it just started auto playing or whatever, and I was just like, wait, what? Right. I was like, well, I was like, what is this? Right. I mean, I feel like that's, yeah, you know, it's like, that was, when when Apple made a dedicated site just for removing that thing off of, that's when I knew, like, I don't know, man, that was a weird moment in, in tech history. But That uh, was, that was like a bad, that was like one of the first, like, ooh, Apple did something like, I don't, that was, that's not good. Like, they, right. like, that was, they, they obviously made a, bad choice yeah <laughs> and they're but, going back on it <laughs> yeah i think if it was the right record it wouldn't have pissed people off like if it was like mm-hmm. hey like like if it was like let's say that we're in a parallel universe and let's say it was 
let's say it was like the year 2000 and uh or, or like 2001 to i forget like what that you think. era of music yeah. yeah but it was like we all had iphones and it was like okay outcast just gave you stanconia for free you know Whew. like yeah. everyone <laughs> Yeah, like I can't imagine people being too pissed off about that. Like, I mean, I, I like you too, and I think they're great. And I, I, I don't know if I <laughs> yeah. love, I don't know if I love their newer output as much. But like, there, there's not really a lot of bands that have that level of of uh, consistency. But like, that was a really weird. Yeah, moment, you know? it, it was it, it was a weird like, you know, Apple being like, you guys are gonna love this. Like here, right. here it is on every single. It's like if it was with um. You know that Outcast album, like the Love Below and uh, Speakerbox. Speakerbox. You know, what if they had divided up like that between like different? It's like, what if you get your phone and you're like, oh right, I can't. And then you got like Speakerbox, but you didn't get Love Below, and it's like, oh no, Speakerbox <laughs> is a great. I should go on the record and say I've learned to love Speakerbox, yeah. but the Love Below is like one of my all-time top ten favorite albums. Like, yeah. just so weird. Uh, the production, it's like the sound, the sounds and like the compositions and just like the genius of Andre 3000, like right. singing and layering his thing. It's just so unique that it's like, I fell in love with that record when I first heard it. And it was actually, uh, I was, I remember buying the double CD thing from like Circuit City. Shout out to Circuit City. They're still yeah. around, right? I know. I think actually, I, I, I was sad to say, <laughs> Are they still have, dude, we're gonna have to pour some out because I think Circuit City, <laughs> Circuit City pour was one a, for the homies. Yeah, oh, Cir- no. <laughs> Circuit City was a cat. I'm not laughing at this. At this being a fact, I'm just laughing at the reference. But like Circuit City, I think was a was a casualty of the financial crisis. Um, oh, that would okay. Because I remember there was one on the Upper West Side, and I, I went there a couple times, and it was gone. Like it was, it was like you know, and, and and it's a sad day when the store like that has to liquidate and close it down because it's like, you well, they know. sell everything. You know, they sell like the lights on the walls and like the, like you can buy anything at that point for ninety percent right. off. You know, I've I've always thought about kind of like, um, there was um there's an outlet mall near uh. Walling, it was in uh, Clinton, Connecticut, and a couple of the stores were like closing, and you know they're selling literally everything. And they had this like, you know, the checkout desks had like clothing stores. Mm. They're kind of like perfect like kitchen countertop looking <laughs> things. And I was like, man, maybe I should just like buy this for like, I don't know, just make them an offer. Like, what if I can get like countertop for like ten bucks? Just like take it out of the store and just like, I mean, I don't have, I don't have a kitchen yet, (laughs) like a, like a, like a house to put it in yet, but you know, it's maybe good to start accumulating these things, throwing it in the storage. But I think that's how shows like storage wars happen. And like, you know how they end up breaking into those things. And like, it's just a mishmash of like all sorts of shit in there. I feel like (laughs) my, my storage, it's like if anybody broke, like, all right, let's check it out. Let's see what he's got in here. All right, he's got a, a Getty Lee Fender jazz bass where he scratched off the Getty Lee signature and put his own signature on there. That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> we have, we have. Uh, let's see here, an uh, Apple MacBook Pro from 2006 and 2012. Ooh, interesting. And then we also have a countertop from, <laughs> from like, I don't know, J Crew. Like, huh? That's weird. Just like random. Just it would just be like random shit in my storage space. It'd be great. That's my um, that's my uh, that's my dream right now. Is it just throw a bunch of stuff? 
actually speaking of storage spaces, I think um, uh, we're we're not totally sure. But I mean, right now we're we're in Denver, and uh, we have no idea when we're going to go back to our apartment. <laughs> yeah, how's that working? Like, what's what are you guys doing? Are you paying rent now? Or are you like we're, we paid our rent in April? I mean, we had a uh, Airbnb guest thankfully staying in the place um this entire time she was she was actually super cool and uh didn't cancel and like just we oh no she just like she she stayed there and she stayed safe and isolated and the, all the all the stuff and uh she just checked out i think today and so now the plan was we were going to go back to new york after she left but but now it's like i don't know we, we don't really have any it's not really okay to go back i think they just extended stuff until like may or something and uh so we don't really know it's it's weird it's like we're in it's it it feels like limbo you know it feels like we're um we're here in denver uh, and we're super safe and, and really isolated and uh i have all my you know i got a i got a base got an interface and then you know i got all the the things, but it's like, man, I, I keep having dreams of like flying back to New York just to grab my Ken Smith and then flying back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really miss some of my gear, man. It's like, I, I really, yeah. it's just kind of sitting there and I could take it all with me, you know? And uh, I think when we go back to New York, I think th- what we're going to do is we're going to rent a car and we're just going to cross country drive. And that's how we'll probably end up back in New York somehow in the future yeah instead of uh instead of flying you know it makes it makes sense it makes sense to do it that way um well what are you doing um as far as like are you practicing a lot are you working on anything are you sort of kind of getting used to what the day-to-day is because i feel like there's like been a push you know i'm sure you've seen it like people are trying to do stuff and and stay mm-hmm. on the, on the other side of the eight ball as far as being productive and creative and i think that's great but i also know not everybody's wired like that yeah i think i think there's there's good days where i feel really energized really productive i think it's honestly the days where i talk to my friends you know it's like i'm it's like the days that you just kind of spend an hour talking to somebody and and you know and and just after that i feel more energized to like work on music and practice and and things just by like you know just talking (laughs) like how we're doing right now it's like uh but basically every day i've been kind of like talking to somebody you know i I call various people um and just try to like just talk you know and then uh then i might then i might actually go practice or uh like work on music you know or something i've been i've been mixing the next evan and dana album still um it's been really cool actually i've had a lot of like uh, since everyone's home now everyone can like i've been reaching out to people to record on it and everyone's like down because everyone's just like you know we're all here <laughs> and like just or at, at, at home you know everyone's looking to make music which is nice so i've i've been able to get um mario from the band sean on a track. Oh, very cool. And, uh, very Corey cool. Wong is on a couple. Corey Wong's on like, I think a couple songs now. Corey's nice. a hard dude to pin down just because he's so he's he's super busy. He's 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 always. I think he just got off tour when this whole thing happened. He was on tour for I think two months. You know, and uh, yeah. He, he he's been kind of. Um, I've been 
working with Corey on and off for a couple of years. And every year, you know, he kind of gets, it's like, he, he he's definitely getting busier and busier. And so it's been really actually, you know, like a guilty pleasure kind of thing, but like, it's been really nice to like have, um, these people like record on some stuff and, uh, kind of take the music to the next level. And, um, yeah. And then just practicing wise, you know, I don't really have much with me, but I've been kind of going back to basics with a metronome, you know, just like really, really slow, (laughs) like 40 BPM quarter notes. Um, and just like working out different things, um, to that, to those really slow BPMs. Yeah. Uh, that's the way I, to do it. That's the way to boy, do it's it. It's hard, man. It's really, it's really hard. Cause like, I, f- I feel like at faster tempos, like at like 140, 150, like an above 16th notes, like you can kind of get away with like it not being really that like. You can be a little more looser, I think. Honestly, at, at, I mean, there's a there's a tightness to it, but like at slower tempos, it's really obvious. Like at 40, when you're playing 16ths against it, it's really obvious. Like when you're rushing, because it's just like you're almost hyper aware of like the subdivision, like the whole grid thing mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. And uh, so you know that that's kind of what I've been back to basics with is just kind of like comping for myself having the metronome on it's kind of like that you know the wayne krantz kind of school of thought of like being able to just improvise with a metronome for like 20 minutes and not get bored yeah also like your placement of everything like Mm. learning to learning to keep it in the center if you want it to be there learning to lay it back if you want to lay it back learning to push it forward because because honestly like sometimes i think you know, you can hear this sometimes, like with with like the really, really rhythmically savvy saxophone players. But mm-hmm. like, you know, like if you listen to like Bird, or you listen to like, uh, mm-hmm. especially like the bebop guys that played like lots of eighth notes. Like, but I, yeah. I found like if you just kind of listen to Bird, um, for example, who's someone who likes to play a lot of, you know, who played a lot of notes sometimes. But yeah, his his should have like a real bounce and pocket to it. And like, I, like of course, duh, like he he's, he was swinging and stuff. But like, if you <laughs> just kind of focus on that duh. shit. It's, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's like a way that that stuff, and then even like the way some like guitar players play by themselves, like the way they sort of mess with rhythm. But yeah, I think that's the thing. You can really hide behind um, the tempos you choose to work in. And, uh, you know, I definitely think like being, being a master of where you put things in, in the pulse is really mm. like and i think for bass players especially like the thing is like yeah, these are skills especially for yeah absolutely because like, we have to use that shit probably more than other people because you know have, haven't you ever had that experience with like a drummer where it's like okay they're putting it here but i don't mm-hmm. feel it there so i got to figure out how to make this work so we have something that's sounding like we're tight you know absolutely yeah i mean i think that's um that's an extremely good point you know it's like the whole uh Let's let's say like you, you it's like you are feeling like you're like you you can push things against the metronome or you can lay back against things against the metronome. Yep. And then you can put things square on. I really think that's actually a that's actually really inspiring and I'm going to actually try to <laughs> that's going to be a new way for me to like approach practicing this next week or two just to like cuz I'm always looking for the different you know variations at this point to uh, practice with 
And yeah. I've been kind of so focused on like the grid making it bigger or smaller against it that I, f- that I sometimes forget that it's actually, sometimes you can purposely push stuff. How can you purposely push something for two bars and then pull it back and then purposely pull it back for two bars and put it back? It's like this whole like stretching and, and, and like, what is it called? It's just like a, it's like compression and expansion of like time again against the metronome. I mean, I guess with other people, it's totally, um, I, I, I know what she, it's like, I kind of know what you mean by like when you have to push thing like, well, cause like I, I get asked this question a bunch, actually. It's like, um, like how, how do you play with people who are so rhythmically like, like rhythmically advanced and, and dense, you know, players and, uh, you know, they have perfect time. And I'm like, well, that's not the thing. Perfect time doesn't really, I don't think perfect time exists. Like everyone's on their own grid and, and their own yeah. spectrum of, 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 of the grid. And I think we like, there's always going to be pushing and pulling. And I feel yeah. like, yep. you know, the, the, the players who are able to hone in and I feel like playing with people a lot, you learn their, their pushes and pulls too, of course, you know? Yeah. And you can kind of feel like, you can feel when the music's about to, <clears throat> you know, ramp up or pull back and, and things. Like, I think if you just are like hyper aware, or sensitive to it, it's like you, you can make those adjustments. But it's really hard to kind of do that purposely to a metronome by yourself, you know? Maybe like with um, drum loops or something like that to like yep. practice like playing. That's a more musical way for sure, you know, just to like play with like a with with drums you know yeah i <laughs> like think grabbing some loops and pulling bass lines back to them or pushing bass lines forward like feeling which one and then recording it and then kind of listening back and seeing which which feels good just as a listener you know yeah well it's cool because when you if you're gonna if you are gonna record when you do that the waveforms visually will not lie to you like you, you can <laughs> yeah, totally see yeah. like where where stuff is but but also yeah, that's true I, I think the perfect time thing, that's, that's an illusion. And I think it's an that, illusion. Yeah. that comes from people just being able to listen and like, uh, make shit, you know, feel good according to what's going on. It's like, you know, like, I don't according know if, to what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know if you've had this experience in New York where you go into a, a room and you can tell that there's something about it. Like it's not completely straight or like, you know, like, yeah. uh, and so, okay like as a musical analogy people are not going to hang photos on the wall and let them be crooked they're going to make them look straight (laughs) and if the table Mm. wobbles they're going to put stuff underneath that table so it doesn't wobble so it's all an illusion that stuff is like but that's that's kind of what i think the advanced listening thing is like you know because because i think a lot of what the information we need generally as bass players if we're just going on instinct right is like how how far is the distance between like let's say the kick drum is on one and let's say the snare first snare hits on beat two how does that occur Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the information yeah. as to where you're supposed to be and all that can kind of be found there. And, um, sure. Yeah. It's such a weird, it's a weird thing I realized because someone was asking me about a, a version of one of my tunes where the band would modulate and they're like, how do you count those? Like, I don't, it's like, I'm trusting the drummer. Uh, where he yep. puts, where he puts Le- beat two. 
sure. Do you leave? Uh, for me, I leave the counting up to other people most of the, most of the time. It's like I, I, I'll, I'll trust that other people. I'll, I'll try to feel it. You know, it's like I'll, I'll just trust to like feel it rather than count it. You know. Um, yeah. I've, I've been. Like I don't really think of the, like I, I I think of it more of it like it's like if it is if the the tempo or anything does modulate, it's like I'm I'm gonna go by feel off it, and that it's it's like I, I don't I don't think I ever count when I play. Yeah. You know, it's uh, do you ever find yourself like counting, <laughs> like or like or at least like I do groupings maybe in my head. You yeah. know, like maybe I'll do like. One two one two three or, or or whatever you know or whatever, but like I'll usually try to like leave that up to other people. Maybe the drums, honestly, so that the bass doesn't have to always be that that thing that outlines like yeah. a grouping or an odd time or anything like that. I depends on the depends on the situation. Yeah, it depends on the tune. It depends on on, on whatever. Yeah. Whatever what it, whatever it might be, but it's uh, I just I kind of find myself. Uh, especially when I'm like working at home and I'm like trying to like writing a writing a riff or I'm writing whatever, I just kind of sit there and just keep plugging away at it until until I just kind of feel it. It's like I, I've been I've been working in 13 and 11 a bunch just because when I go back to playing with like Virgil and Tigran, I don't want to suck. I'm like I don't want to like you know. <laughs> right. So, like, I, so yeah. I've been. Uh, with that, that <clears throat> metronome app, that uh, app called Synced, I think our, uh, a friend of ours, Andy Schoenicker, yes, uh, yes. makes that programmable metronome app, and I've been programming all these 11s and 13s in it, yeah. and trying to keep myself, you know, diving into that at least once every other day. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think the other part is though, sometimes like a big four with, um, like if it's a tune where there's lots of uh, ties. And stuff that goes over the bar mm. line, even though we're in four four, like and it's let's say it's like around ninety BPM, um, mm -hmm. like you know, I guess the last couple gigs I did before shit was a rap. I was playing a couple gigs with Mark Letary, and we didn't oh, really right. we didn't rehearse that stuff. I mean, those were both gigs were really fun, and the the trios were really good. It was like myself, Sean Wright, and Mark, and we had a good oh, time. Beautiful, but we didn't really get a chance to like we didn't really get a chance to rehearse so it was like mm -hmm. i just i kind of knew that there were certain tunes where they had like the ties and stuff and it was a four and i so i kind of i didn't count but i definitely did my like heavy nod like uh. let's let's make sure <laughs> like we're really in it you know um yeah so, so mm -hmm. i'm not like ignoring like a beat somewhere because of this weird tie to a song I don't know so well. So yeah. I, that's when I tend to count, but, but generally, um, or at mm. rehearsals, like I'll do it at a place. Oh I, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll do like, it just like, to make sure. Yeah. Just to make like, well, yeah. It, like just to make, to make sure <laughs> Yeah, it's like counting it out, tapping the foot, like yeah. totally. And, and like, uh, I, I guess I was more talking about like, yeah, like the, the oh the on, 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 on the gig sure. like on, on, on the gig odd meter or whatever but totally in rehearsals it's like man i'll i'll sit there and i guess with tiger and what i've been trying to hone in for um because i i just sometimes i just can't count what's going on <laughs> like i just i just can't do it uh at least and play my bass part at the same time so what i've been trying to do is just memorize 
what he's doing in one of his hands. It's like I listen to like the grouping or whatever it might be like in one of his hands. Maybe it's the left hand, maybe it's the right hand. Some of the times it's the right hand. Um, and there's like this, there's this tune called Vardavar where in like, there's like an open drum section, like a drum solo section. And uh, I, I played with him and Nate Wood back in like January uh, in Winnipeg. And Nate took this badass drum solo and it's just in 4-4, four, four, but the stuff that we're playing behind the drum solo that, that we kind of have to kind of keep nailed down and locked together mm-hmm. is just for some reason always defeats me. And it's just, it's like, or not defeats me, but it's just very, it's very hard. So uh, what I started doing is just memorizing how many, <laughs> without counting, but like memorizing how many notes Tigran is playing in his right hand. Cause he's doing this like ostinato grouping kind of thing in his right hand. Yeah. And I was just, it's like, I, I end up memorizing just like what it is, like what, what it sounds like and like not really counting how many notes he's playing, but just like what it is like, Oh, it always ends on that note. Then I come in. <laughs> it's like really weird. I like, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a really, really weird way of doing things, but it's like been really helping me grid things together yeah. and like play. Um, so that I'm, a, so that I'm as accurate as humanly possible, you know? Uh, yeah. Cause once I start counting, I think I end up, cause once I start, stop counting or when I, when I, when I start counting, I can't stop counting. That's, right. that's one of my, that's a very hard thing to switch off after you've, unless a new section hits or there's something musically that you can like reset, you know? Yeah. I think you have to get stuff like that to a place where you can feel it. And, uh, I know that like, um, talking to like friends of mine who played with like Steve Coleman, like oh, man. St- Steve's yeah, thing that, is like yeah. the five elements music. Like, the, yeah, yeah. Um, all of it. Yeah. Oh my God. If, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, please look it up. That music was, is, is so um, incredible. I used to play that music with Simon U a bunch oh, back wow. at Berkeley. Yeah. He had so, all the charts and, and man, whew, I yeah. love that music. But it's all it's all based around like learning what what he calls chance. So it would just be like the bigger groove. So maybe like if someone uh, was gonna, if yeah. someone was going to map it out on paper, it'd be like, well, this is a bar seven and a bar of like whatever. And then, <laughs> but but yeah. it's really about just learning the phrase and then improvising off the phrase. And the then phrase, that, yeah. And that mm-hmm. gives you that gives you like inherently way more freedom, and you can kind of. Um, get more inside it and i know like kneebody like those guys adopted some of the things that steve did but um yeah i don't know i think i think you know you have two different schools of thought with with the odd time thing you know like you have the very like classical thing you know and and maybe like the progressive rock metal thing with with time it's it's a little more I don't mean and not I don't mean this in any kind of disrespectful way because I obviously love that shit, but it's it's boxier, you know, like it's not going to turn mm-hmm. into something that's like, hey, wait, I'm I'm like displacing this because I got bored with the pattern. It's like, no, we're going to give you this pattern <laughs> because this is part yeah. of the song and it's a part. But like when you it get into part of the composition, improvis- yeah, yeah, when you get more into improvisation or something that's like wider open. Mm-hmm. Just to to make it pliable, I really think it comes down to getting into the phrase, and and so yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like if you can turn it into a dance, or if you can turn it into something where you're not like you know uh, thinking too much about where stuff yeah. is, because um, because because then it gets into that kind of shit where it's like 
what what foot do I lead with when I cross the street? Is it my left foot or my right foot? Oh my and god! To even think about it is right. like mind-boggling, right? It's like almost yeah. hyper-awareism of like <laughs> you might trip that way if you go. No, I'm supposed to use my left foot, and then you just right. like fucking fall flat. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah I feel like if any any chance of avoiding that when you actually have to play is probably like the best way to do it. But I think the the yeah. the other the flip side to that though is when you're in the lab um, or practicing or in the shed. I like to think of it as a lab, dude, cuz like shed makes me think of like you're in the backyard and you got like a bunch of tools and there's like a lawnmower and it's like I don't have that shit. Like I have a computer and I have like <laughs> It's a lab. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. It's changed, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely it's a, it's it's the lab. It's the lab. So, yeah, I like so that. Yeah, man. So if you're in the lab and you're like dissecting the part and you're trying to figure it out, you got to, you're trying to figure out what it sounds like. Okay. What if I didn't catch the first beat where, how do I recover? Like I work out yeah, all exactly. those scenarios, man. You know, like I, I worked out. Yeah, it's, it's important to, you're absolutely right. It's, it, it, I think it's really important to, well, it's like for, for, for me, how I feel is like, I need to make the mistakes. I need to make the mistakes in the, in the, in the practice in the lab you know per se it's like i need to make all the mistakes and i need to be able to learn how to recover from all sorts of mistakes you know so like trying to push things to the point where i don't know what's about to happen but how can i recover from it you know like musically i feel like subdividing to like a 16th note level ends up helping that i mean it's hard it's definitely harder in odd time signatures to like you know get back to like one, you know, <laughs> if it's not four, four, but like if you can bounce and like bounce off of one and kind of like float around and still kind of be on this 16 note grid, but, w- but yet in like an odd time signature and still be able to like land on one, maybe every two bars or something, you know, still being able to like give the one is important, I guess, with all that stuff. But I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's fascinating. You know, oh, wow, this was like a deep dive into rhythm. I'm just saying, man, we just, this I is love important. This. Yeah, it is important. I mean, I find that, like, a lot of the stuff that I sort of picked up when I was in India, uh, like, the stuff I learned oh, with carnatic sure. rhythms, like, a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff, like, even, like, when you are going to work on something that folks would refer to as like uh, like quintuplet swing or something like you know all that st- all that stuff kind of yeah. fits the same yeah no I, I love this shit this is because I because I, I ultimately feel like you know and, and I don't know how you feel about this because you know we're both bass players but I, I feel like in the era where there's no shortage of people with technique or people that can play have the means to play a lot yeah. I really think rhythm is the final frontier yes I I. A hundred percent agree. It's and rhythm, honestly, I think takes the most um, practice and maturity. Like I think that's there's no easy road to rhythm. You really have to work on it. And I think it takes time. <laughs> like ironically enough, it like takes a long time to like master or not even master because that's kind of silly to say that you're a master at anything. But it's like, but but, but one of those things where it's like. To, you you know the guys who are mature with their rhythm as opposed to immature. You know what I mean? Like you know, what you say, you, we can tell like when somebody's dived beyond harmony and beyond tech beyond technique, and it's like somebody who's worked on and thought about rhythm. And I feel like 
that for me has been a very, very long journey. Like, I feel like I've only, I've maybe, yeah, I could have practiced it in my room for like a year straight, but I I don't, I don't, I think it's just one of those things that kind of comes over like multiple musical experiences Absolutely, and like playing playing with people who are just way more rhythmically advanced. <laughs> like yeah. I've always, I I've always played with dudes who are just like way more rhythmically advanced than me. <laughs> and I'm like, and it, so maybe that's why I end up kind of learning from it by feel, just because I'm playing in the moment and having yeah. them throw stuff at me, rather than actually probably sit there and actually like work out the, you know, count out the rhythms and things like that. But it, there's an uh, there's a number of different ways, I guess, to 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 learn all this stuff and it's just now i guess now's the time right because we're all just like we can all practice the metronomes now (laughs) we're all just like alone in our rooms and we can work out all the things you know yeah well you're right about you're right about the 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 field work that goes into studying this because i i really think you know i mean dude i remember I think I was playing with Sean Rickman. We were doing something and like Mm -hmm. we were playing like this kind of like slow funk thing. And he went into like almost like a pseudo reggae thing where he was putting the, he's putting the kick drum on two and four. And I looked at him and he was like, he's like, you're right. Just stay there. I was like, okay. Uh, And and I was probably like, I was probably like 21 years old. So like, you know, it, it, it was, it was like interesting, man. But like, even though, it was like a real basic thing he was doing. Like just, he flipped it. I didn't have to change my part, but it sounded yeah. weird to my ear for a minute. And oh so boy, I've, I've actually been, I can't remember who, who it was, but I've been in the exact same situation where I think that I've, I, I feel like I flipped it and I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, or not even like, I just feel like, Oh, I need to, you know, Oh, it's it's probably there. And then I like the drummer shoots me a look like, no, 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 stay your course, stay your course. And it's like, oh, okay, I see, I see. It's like we're not. It's like I, I immediately want to uh, course correct it, but it's it's the intent and purpose of like whatever they're, especially when it's like let's say a drum solo, right? It's like we're holding down something, uh, a, a line behind a drum solo or just like a drum open vamp thing, <laughs> and it's like. You know, drummers, I mean, it's one of the things that they love to do with time is, you know, flip it, flip it and reverse it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's one of the, you know, drummers love to do that. And they're especially like during a drum solo section, like the way they're building and shaping a solo. That's one of the their tools and techniques that they that they use. And sometimes if I'm just not prepared for it. I'll just be like, oh, that snare's on one. Oh, that must be two. And then I'll I'm like, I mean, this is this, this is like this has happened to me once. I think on a Krantz gig when I think it was Cliff Almond or somebody, you know, Krantz just like went up to the drummer and was just like blow, <laughs> just like blow. <laughs> and just told him to start blowing. And so yeah. like, Krantz, you know, Wayne looks at me and he kind of comes up with the bass line and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I copy the bass line and then we're standing there like holding it down. And then it's like drummers get all experimental, experimental and innovative and stuff, and they start flipping the beat around. And then me and Wayne both, I think, the same time, just like put it right back. Like we we shifted ahead a beat. And I remember it just kind of being like a moment of like, oh, oh, oh well. <laughs> like <laughs> you guys are right. All, it, it's it's <laughs> like you know even even like Cliff was, or I think it was Cliff because Cliff loves it like throw all sorts of crazy time stuff out there and 
it's like he even adjust he had to adjust uh, like where he thought one was and that's actually where things get really confusing because then if wayne tries a cue out of a section i'm always like oh boy do we all (laughs) do we all know where one is it's like (laughs) there's been a gig or two where it's like crash like like we're all like in different places and then we just kind of magically realign for like beat two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, it's not like you guys were playing, you know, you're not playing Sissy Strut. Not, no disrespect to the, to the meters. <laughs> no, I love meters, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you're, you guys are trying to forge something different, you know, or you're trying to like take something you maybe you've played before and do something different with it. So, I mean, you know, like, hey, look, man, like, how many times have you filled up a cup with Slurpee? Like, sometimes shit comes out of the sides, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That was that was what I had to work with at this, like with the analogy machine in the head, man. That was, that was, that was but that was brilliant. Sometimes <laughs> the shit comes out of the side. Sometimes it just fills up too full, man. It's just like ah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think people get really like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I definitely think that there's a lot of mythology about how people never fuck up, and I think some of it's true. <laughs> yeah, right. But like. Dude, you know, like I, I remember I played with Keith Carlock once on on an Adam Clipple gig and we did an odd time thing and yeah. Keith Keith biffed on one of the bars and it was fine. Like, you know, yeah. it's like like That's- it's not it's not like there's like some bird that like someone writes this little tiny letter like, oh, he just fucked up and then they tie yeah. it to the to the raven's leg and then it flies to this castle and it's like Sting finds <laughs> out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I you know, I um I have a hard time dealing with that personally sometimes like I'll, I'll like if i know that i haven't quite nailed something i feel like everyone in the room knew it and is like hyper aware of me like it was like i, I but that's maybe i mean well first of all that's just not true because nobody <laughs> yeah no i mean it's like it's just maybe maybe one or two people or whatever but like yeah dude if people um, under, yeah you know it's just it's one of those weird things where it's like uh i i've i've learned to like not let that affect what comes next. Let's say right. something did happen. No, you just cheat, keep charging ahead musically, yeah. and you don't you don't dwell on it for even a second. You know, yeah, you have to just react to it. Yeah, if you're on your gig, dude, and and like that happens, it's not like people are looking at their phones because they got the charts in front of them and they're following. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, look at that. Yep. <laughs> Oh boy, they didn't go to the B section. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew that was a dotted eight. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I, it's like when I, when I know the music, it, you know, there, there was, there's these gigs that we've all played like a thousand times, right? Mm-hmm. And we know how, what it sounds like when it is at its best. And like, if it's not there, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I'll be so hard on myself. I'll be like, man, I just, and then somebody who has maybe just heard it for the first time (laughs) is like, wow, that concert was amazing. And I have a, I've been, um, I've been having, uh, what is it? It's like, I've been working on this. It's like not to instantly go into like, oh man, you know, I just played so bad. And like, like, you know, it's almost like the whole, the Holdsworth thing where Alan just like after every single gig, which is just like he just couldn't take any sort of compliment, you know, at all. He would immediately just be like, "No, oh, shit, I suck," and blah blah blah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, man. Like, yeah, like the guy just this guy. It's like the guy just saw you for the first time playing. You know, it's like whether it's, it's be only because the you know Alan's played so many gigs 
that you know it's hard to set standards for um for stuff i mean it's it's actually maybe not it's good to set a certain standard but you shouldn't always maybe expect to like always be (laughs) that's another myth right it's like it's like oh how do i just like nail it all the time like how do i just nail playing i'm like Dude, there. Stop caring. <laughs> Stop is, caring. That's Stop the, caring. Honestly, yeah. that's when gigs come to you. <laughs> yep. That's when like, like the best playing happens. Yeah. That's when the best music happens. When you're composing, you don't care about what's yeah. going on. You just experiment and just have fun. Yeah. Maybe that's gotta, the maybe that's the thing of today's conversation is experiment and have fun. Yeah. Practice, have fun, have fun. Right. That's what we have to kind of. That's what we have to do with all this. Stuff. Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope what people are doing, um, and, and you know, I, and I, I've said this to other people and like, just in general, like I hope people are kind of embracing themselves a little bit more, uh, in terms of like being creative yeah. and stuff. I mean, I feel like, um, maybe, maybe, it, you know, we're all doing this probably for, for some of the same reasons and maybe some of the, some different reasons. Like, but my, my feeling is like people who are, are like, uh, I don't know. I just hope people are like being true to themselves creatively, you know, because now yeah. that we're a place where yeah. there's not really anything stopping anybody aside from just, you know, lack of income, which is definitely not small shit. You know, I know that's been really hard, but I think from a creative standpoint, maybe people are like getting more into some ideas they've been meaning to flesh out and maybe it's yeah. giving people time to really like develop something. But, but I definitely think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, there's always the the one thing that's strange about playing when you feel like maybe something didn't go the way it was supposed to go. Mm. I think there's a physical reaction to how you play stuff. And, and like it Mm. doesn't, Mm -hmm. I think you really need a couple days away from it to hear what it actually sounded like. And, Mm. and then at least from a self assessment standpoint, you're a little less connected to it. So you can be objective. Like there's definitely stuff like I'm sure you've had that experience where like, the sound on stage was maybe not what you want, needed it to be. Oh for, yeah, yeah. And and so you know that you felt not comfortable. Yeah. And, and you know that maybe like just your instincts felt hampered by the by the sound or the setup, and you still had to play and you still had to make stuff happen. But maybe because of that, you don't know how it came off. So it's like okay, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Right. The perspective is is you you only have that perspective. You know. All right. But then you listen back to the gig and you're like, all right, let's press this shit, you know, or, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you like, know, wow, like, that was, that was the take. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, at, I, the, at the very least, you're, yeah, you're like pleasantly surprised that it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as you felt. I've, like I've, I, this, this has been, um, kind of what I've been doing with, uh, the Evan and Dana stuff. I've been real guilty in the past of kind of like pretty hurry like like pretty pretty much deciding like the next day it's like oh this is definitely the take and then like five years later because technology right we have all the sessions still and everything i'll like open it i'll open up an old song and i'll be like looking through takes and stuff and i'm like oh my god this one was actually way better <laughs> like oh boy i wish this was actually the one on on the record or, or whatever so i've been um it's been nice to like actually have a, a proper amount of time to like it's like when I when I'm working on on this album, I'm probably taking like like a tune a week, you know, and not working on it every day, but just like enough to where I can 
just enough of little things and focusing on one or two elements that I'm mixing or, uh, you know, or whatever. Uh, so that I'm not making big swings and big changes that I know that I, usually I end up going back on stuff, you know, on a mix. It's like three weeks later, it's like, wow, that mix from three weeks ago, actually the drums were punchier. What the hell right. was I even doing for three? I've, I've yeah. spent enough time doing that to, <laughs> to know that it's just about little things here and there, giving like big space in between tunes, like cycling them in weeks, you know? I mean, it takes, the process takes me a lot longer like that, but then at least I'm, able to uh not really waste time and backtrack on mixes and and things like that like if i if i feel that the kick drum sounds good then that's what i'm, I'm gonna trust my instincts and not and not kind of go well what if i did this you know it's like <laughs> now if it's feeling good if it's sounding good keep that you know keep it and work other elements around that mix and right so it's it's been uh it's it's definitely a lot of time to work on stuff. I was gonna try to maybe release a new song next month, but I don't even want to kind of give myself like any deadlines right now. I just want to kind of keep working on the full picture. You know, I was, yeah. I was gonna try to maybe release singles and so you know I was supposed to go on tour in April or no uh, next month with Dana, and now that's well they wanted me so I have a booking agent now, and uh, they wanted me to rebook for um like july and august and i was like nah i just don't think that's uh, i don't think that's gonna be a good idea <laughs> i was like let's 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 move this shit to next year so i think the announcement will come in a couple days but we're gonna um we pushed our tour to 2021 just to be just to be safe so ultimately the new album needs to come out before april next year <laughs> so i feel like i have a lot of time to uh to you know, do it like just, it just mix and, um, mix and I'll probably actually get a mastering engineer. I always feel like that, that that's kind of nice to have, you know, somebody kind of put the final polish on a, on an album and stuff. But, um, yeah, so basically that's, that's, that's what I've been up to just mixing and practicing and creating some new music here and there, but mainly just like going on YouTube and lo looking up techniques of, mid-side compression and eq and uh right on. compression i'm just learning actually about compression and how to like really hear it and in a mix and on different elements and also just like experimenting with triggering drum sounds too and like layering dana with like other elements it's been kind of fun you know yeah very like, cool like claps and i don't know oh learning how to mix toms that's pretty for some reason i've i I don't feel like I've ever been really good at that. <laughs> and I, I feel like Dana has always just been like secretly like, like, all right, come on, man. Like, come on, man. Like he's like sending the links one. to like the great recorded drums. Like, like you get like, yeah, it's like, Hey man, have you listened to Asia? Like Steely Dan? Have you listened to, yeah, you know, it, like the Tom fill on in, in the air tonight. He's like, these toms sound great. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it, I feel like toms are, like, the way Dana plays is, like, very, uh, he plays with a light touch, but he also, like, hits pretty hard, so it's not really about, it, oh, it is about compression, but it's also about volume writing, and um, but even with volume writing, it's like you get overtones when he's playing really light on the toms, so it's it's been fun to kind of figure out how to, like, 
not just smush the shit out of it and like compress the fuck out of it because I could do that, but like how to make it still like really dynamic and uh, mm. so that the the tone of the toms still kind of come out, you know. Yeah, it makes um, sense. So I'm, you know, I'm just working on all that stuff, man. That's that's it, brother. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, okay. Um, this is usually how I rap. Um, what? Ooh. Are, are there any? Um, lay it down, bro. I'll, I'll lay down a beat for you. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no, I don't think people want to hear that. Um, uh, well, uh, I, I got I got bars for seconds, uh, but but uh, <laughs> but like uh, no, I was gonna say like are are there any um, books, movies, TV shows, video games that you've been playing as of late? Oh that have boy, kind of kept games, you right. Oh yeah. my god. Well, so I think. Me and you both have been on the Breath of the Wild train on the, I'm with, st- the, with the Switch. I'm still on it. I'm not done. I have been trying to temper it because I because you know, <laughs> I love that game. I I love I I never really like I kind of played it before, but like on tour and I was a little bit distracted. I mean, there's nothing like playing that game with nothing else to do <laughs> in, in like a day, like where I can just sit there and find all the like as many shrines as possible in like a day and just just explore i think that's been the game i've been playing the most but i'm kind of sad because i've i've I, i'm pretty much done with it it's taken me uh, over a month and i found every shrine i guess i could find all the korok seeds but that's kind of like yeah. i don't know <laughs> did you do the, did you uh did you end up doing downloadable content because i heard that's kind of yes. awesome okay I've, d- I've done everything besides the i i just i'm working on the master trial Okay. Um, and it's so incredibly hard <laughs> that I mean, at least it's it's really hard for for me. It's I've only been able to get maybe eight levels into it. Um, it's just it's I it's if you want a challenge with that game, then that's totally the DLC to get because that's I, I guess the reward is pretty great. I mean, like the master store the master sword stays at sixty, and I think it's unbreakable. At least I hope it, or not unbreakable, but like undrainable or whatever you'd call it. Uh, so that is, that's been kind of taking up a lot of time, just tackling that every once in a while. But uh, I had my buddy Elliot mail me his PS4 <laughs> and <laughs> I downloaded Battlefront on it. Like I, I just kind of like put my account on the PS4 and I, uh, downloaded battlefront and i i just started playing the new final fantasy 7 remake oh, cool. last night very cool oh and it's beautiful it's great it's everything that i could have ever dreamed it was so that, that's going to be kind of like what i'm doing this next these next like two weeks is <laughs> probably playing playstation probably more than than switch um you know i watched tiger king did you watch tiger king yet I'm not gonna watch Tiger King. I just, <laughs> I just kind of don't. I fundamentally don't want to watch. I just don't want to watch it, man. I, okay. I, like, I, I know that's Fair a enough. thing people are into, but no, I'd rather just not even see it. It's, 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 um, it's a ride, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, I've been watching um, old South Parks too, just like. When I say old South Parks, like the season six through like twelve, you know, era. Oh, cool. Of like, yeah. which seem, which is crazy. It's like some of the some of the best episodes are in those seasons, and and they're from like two thousand two to two thousand eight. You know, right. It's really weird how I, I thought those episodes were newer, but they're from fourteen years ago. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. 
it's crazy oh, man that show's been and that show's been consistently funny forever man like i watched yeah. some season one shit not too long ago and it was it's hilarious oh um, it's so funny the, the very first season with um what was it uh the alien abduction and then they have uh cartman's was cartman's mom in the first season or was that season two like i think she was in the first up, one i think that was the first one too that right he wasn't was not like the the cliffhanger and everything yeah <laughs> then, like, the, the thing about the, the, the elephant and the pig remember that one like exactly the... what the, what the hell like <laughs> like the writing was so it wasn't really like satire yet you know I mean, right. it kind of, I guess it kind of was leaning on it, but it was like, it was just weird ideas. Yeah. <laughs> really weird shit. Absolutely. <laughs> what have you been watching? What's the show that you can recommend to me? Um, let's see. I mean, I haven't been watching a ton of stuff. I mean, I would say if you haven't seen Watchmen on HBO, like Ooh, that's, that's, that's amazing. Okay. Uh, the, the comic books, graphic novel, like the original source material is great to read beforehand, mm-hmm. but it, this takes place like 30 years after, but yeah, that whole, that whole series is, is amazing. And it's, it's probably only going to be a one-time thing. Like it wasn't made with the idea that there'd be another season, but just everything about it is perfect. Like the acting, the casting, the music's by uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. So that oh, shit's Oh, nice. Amazing. Okay. Um, so I, I really cool. like that. There's definitely some stuff that like I need to get into more. Like I've been sort of dipping my toe back in Westworld, but I got to watch season two. Oh yeah, that's right. I've heard, I haven't seen that show yet, but I've heard really, really good things about yeah. it how many seasons are there is there just two three there's oh, three shit. and okay. the third one's going on right now um ah, okay i don't know okay. like i haven't I, you know like i kind of got like netflix for me expires on may 10th like because i just don't watch it and um <laughs> wow yeah I, I just yeah i just have no interest in most of the stuff that's on there but like every now and then there'll be like a documentary that's sort of cool i just don't sure i don't know yeah. man i just don't find myself watching it that much um so gotcha. mm-hmm. i can put that money to something else man that's that's how i see yeah, like i watched true. yeah yep. like i watched the zz top documentary which was cool but yeah oh, i don't right okay yeah. is, it, is that worth watching it was fun to watch you know cool. it's it's okay. made by the same people that made the rush documentary which is stellar and oh, amazing yeah which is amazing yeah yeah okay. cool but, okay. uh Nice. Yeah, I've been watching Clone Wars because I have Disney oh, Plus. Yes, I have I have Disney Plus too. I've, I've been kind of, I've been. Are they almost wrapped with the season? Because I want to just. I haven't watched any of the new episodes yet because I just want to binge watch the whole thing straight yeah. through. And yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, wait. <laughs> they're almost they're almost done. I can send you this Reddit thing my friend posted. God, we sound like such nerds. I can I can, <laughs> but it it's like a suggested order to watch them all in, you know, and it's it's interesting. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, that's that's been on my um, <laughs> that's been on my like, it's kind of like what I did with the Mandalorian is I just let them all come out and just sat there. Uh, I think I was flying out to LA for Nam, and I think I just watched like all of them on the f- like half of them on the flight there, and then half like the other half on the way back. I just wanted to like watch the whole thing basically yeah. like not have to wait like week after week it's like yeah. like a real tv show right. i did that with lost man and lost like ruined my life with the waiting ending? week after week well yeah the ending and also just like i mean i was so into that show starting in like season two and just like waiting week after week after week after week it was just like yeah i was like 
Oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> I did I did four episodes of Lost, and I decided I couldn't commit. I was like, mm, you know, like there's, there's a yeah. lot going on in my life right now. I can't. <laughs> there's enough going on. Yeah, it's just it's um, there's like 17 characters. You know, there's a lot of people to like like watch and like learn their backstories for and everything. And it's just. It's pretty. It's a lot to get into once you get into it, but it's right. it's also kind of like, yeah, it's just a lot, you know. Did you? Like, okay. Into. Did you yeah. find the ending? Because like I don't know anything about it, and I wouldn't want you to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen. It, even though that show's oh, been sure. up here for a long time, so like that's kind of on you at this point. But like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so but, take like, that. Yeah. So take that. Like, but but were you? Were you like profoundly disappointed with how it ended? Because that was what I heard yeah. from most people. Okay. Yeah. No. No. It was. It was. Um. I mean, I kind of knew leading up to the finale. Uh, I was like, man, there's only one two-hour special left, like the fin the finale, and I was like, they have not. They keep posing more questions, and they keep leading up to the finale, and I was like, man, I just don't think they're going to be able to like wrap the show up. There's no way. Right. And that's, it's more or less what they did. They just kind of like, they, they, they wrapped it up, but it was like, it was like totally just not, it, it was just, um, and then it kind of, well, yeah. So basically when it, when I went over to a friend's place and we watched the finale and we were, I mean, we just all like, as soon as the finale ended and it like cut to white and it said lost, you know, and the credits started running, I just, I just took a cab home. I like, we just didn't even say bye to each other. We were all just like, uh. Oh no. We just kind of like dispersed. And, um, like I remember years later reading online that the writers finally came forward and were like, Oh yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. We were writing week to week. We had no idea of an arc to the show at all. Like even, even the scene, you know, it kind of came out that it was like, they didn't know what they were really doing, which made fascinating TV, you know, right. made it really, it's a, it's a great show to watch and to get into, but just don't expect any of your, like <laughs> any logic behind what they're doing in okay. the show. Was you know, it worse? Behind the plot. Yeah. Was it worse than the game of Thrones ending? Cause that, last well, season was kind of dog shit man like it was yeah. kind of like like and i hate saying that and i wasn't like the biggest <laughs> game of thrones fan but dude that shit sucked man and like no, you know I, shit's I, I, bad I, I, when like david like the the two guys that like the showrunners canceled their shit at comic-con you know yeah, what i mean they didn't like wanna, they didn't even want to like no they they knew it's um I, I, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but I did follow the last season just because it was like all that was in the news and on Reddit and everything. So I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, right. check it out. And I did watch actually the last, the finale episode with my with my in-laws. And the whole thing just seemed really rushed and like really weird, like kind of um, just weird pacing throughout the whole thing. Yep. And so once I kind of, and then when, once I started talking to people about the show, I was like, do you guys like the, the ending? It just sounds like a lost, like kind of like how lost was for, yeah. for people. I mean, it's the, just a, it's like a show that like almost nobody has talked about since, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was kind of like, like your favorite teacher got caught 
doing something fucked up and it's just we don't speak of it's this like, anymore yeah it's we yeah. don't speak of it it doesn't exist like it's yep. not a, even a part of pop, pop culture even though there's multiple seasons and like you know there's merchandise floating in the ocean now probably from it right. and it's like now nobody talks about it nobody like it's lost is the same thing I, yeah. I would imagine that lost is probably like one of the few shows that there's like eight or nine seasons and i bet nobody watches it on netflix like that bet just nobody really there's no rewatchability for anybody who has followed the show like mm. i have no desire to start it from the beginning because there's nothing that i want to catch or like you know oh yeah they explain this later it's like no there's none of that it's like just you know dead ends for questions and everything so it's really frustrating so i recommend yeah. nobody really check lost out <laughs> <laughs> well that i think that's the thing that's weird is like you know you can still really enjoy like honestly man I, I know this is like a rabbit hole and we don't have to delve into it but like i had to kind of accept that man i really didn't like this new star wars trilogy like i oh, like elements man, of me it, too but it me but it, it really kind of yeah like it, it it had elements that i did like like there were some good characters but dude i really hated i you know i for me <laughs> I, I i i saw two real possible things that could have made the whole thing better like one it's like if they had written a cohesive three-part thing yeah they needed and, to have a plan they need yeah. to have some sort of arc. At least, the, like the director handed off to, like they needed to be like an agreement that, like, yeah. this is going to be the arc. You guys can do whatever you want to do, but like this is going to be the arc. Like, follow yeah. this, please. And you also, know. like, I I wouldn't have minded if Brian Johnson did the whole trilogy. It just for me, it was the tonal yeah. shift, and it yeah. just kind of yeah, felt like, like you know, it's like at that point, like. It's like if they if they let Tim Burton direct like the middle film. It's like, wait, why is there claimation in this? You know, what I mean? <laughs> wait, why why is Johnny Depp and in Johnny this Depp? Star? Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say it's... and Johnny Depp's in it now. Uh, yeah. he's he's just he's, he's a bounty he's Luke Skywalker. No, he's just they just recast Luke Skywalker and don't say anything about it. Yeah, right. it's um, I love Ryan Johnson. I love Knives Out. Yeah. I liked. I, I've pretty much loved any film that he i mean he he's really great i just didn't um yeah maybe he should have done all three you know yeah maybe that that would have been maybe more cohesive i i like the last jedi as a as a as a film but not in this arc of a of a trilogy that third one was really hard for me to see too the pacing was noticeably um crammed you know yeah. and i i it was it was I mean, it was it was great, like as a as a film. But I've not watched it since. Like, I do not want. I, do, I have no desire to ever. Yeah. I don't have any desire to see the trilogy. That trilogy. Like. Yeah. Me neither. I. That's what sucks, man. <laughs> that is a rabbit hole because <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's 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 like um, you know, isn't it crazy that this whole thing kind of struck after Avengers got the wrap up their thing and Star Wars got the wrap up their stories, you know, and everything. It's like, right. It's pretty, um, like the timely, like the timing of it is pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I remember feeling like in, in 2015 after force of, after seeing the force awakens and kind of digging, I was like, all right, man, I got to stay alive so I can see how it ends. And then, <laughs> 
<laughs> not that like I had any like I'm, I, you know like, I'm in perfect health like there's nothing to worry about but I'm just saying like I was thinking like if nothing else man we gotta yeah, see right. how this fucking thing ends <laughs> and it's just well, like oh man you know yeah oh man <laughs> need a, need oh, it's like, can you imagine Avengers Infinity War ending and then this whole thing would have pushed back like the second part Right. to like like to tba it's like people would have lost their minds like if we if we're still thinking like years down the road that black panther's still black panther and spider-man and all these people are still dead yeah. it's like there would have been a riot I, I, I imagine that would have just gotten released like online or something like that because it's just too anticipated probably star wars too they would have just like figured out a deal or actually disney i guess just would have released it on their on their streaming platform you know yeah i love Endgame, game dude you know i thought Endgame's oh Endgame's so good spectacular. Oh i i saw i saw it um i saw it with isamu mcgregor first time i saw it um and then i saw uh saw it again with dana and dana fell asleep almost <laughs> like right as hawkeye's family was like disappearing like Man. dana was like passed out i was like no and then he started kind of snoring but every once in a while he would wake up and he'd be like oh shit and like so he was like watching and listening the movie but still asleep because like afterwards he was like telling me like plot points and everything he was like man i just like can't believe blah 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 i'm like wait right you saw that you were asleep he's like no i was watching it i'm like dude you were asleep like i saw you asleep and he's like no man i I saw it and it was like crazy when like hawkeye did that thing i'm like okay what if he, so, he like just offered this like long breakdown of like why the time travel thing that they introduced <laughs> was sort of weird, you know? Like I, I loved I yeah. loved all of that shit, man. Like I thought it was like me too, like a really interesting take on it all. But um, me too. The ride yeah. was it was it was such a so uh, it was such a great conclusion to like a decade's worth of or I, I guess over a decade's worth of uh, films, maybe you know. Like yeah. that was that's that's an arc, you know. Like that's like yeah. the patient, long game. Develop the story of you take, you know, a full movie to flesh out characters, you know. Yep. Like that's that's kind of almost what what people. Um, maybe that's what we need, you know. Like that's what yeah. we're what we're looking for, and the whole blockbuster ride of smashing it into a one two hour movie is like, or even just three movies, you know. Yeah. I think what I can tell you that I'm not going to do in this quarantine is watch Lost, watch <laughs> <laughs> watch the new Star Wars trilogy, and uh, but I will watch in Game of Thrones. But I will watch in Game probably. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to watch Tiger King, and I'm definitely going <laughs> to let my Netflix cancel itself out because I canceled it, and I I'm probably just going to read all the dune books because i'm almost done with the Ooh. first one and that's spectacular um Ooh, okay. i'm working on my those. I'll, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to check those out it's good dude it's it's definitely it's definitely worth it and cool. since there's like a new movie coming out uh yeah. like it's like the second theatrical attempt at dune which will dune which will be awesome um <laughs> same director as uh blade runner 2049 i fucking love that movie so um, oh god so good yeah, yeah. so Talk yeah rewatchability <laughs> absolutely like, i mean that, that's a long it's so a long amazing. film but it's worth it dude you know, oh, it's like, totally worth it's it it's worth it um oh, so good but yeah well, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing well man i'm glad Thanks. that we're all finding new 
ways to just kind of deal with being inside (laughs) like new things to do and and i'm glad that we're all just kind of pushing through this stuff and yeah likewise um, man i think we'll all come out of this this whole thing on the other end a lot stronger of musicians and people and resourcefulness i think we're all kind of teaching ourselves in this during this whole thing like new new things right (laughs) new things exactly (laughs) man well dude thanks for being on the show i appreciate it Oh, my pleasure, Steve. It's great to talk to you, man. All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon, brother. If you want to know more about Evan Marion, go to his website, www.evanmarion.com. It's got all the links to social media. Thanks so much for listening, folks. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave a review and rate it. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay safe and be well. Be well.